Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> there is a man known as Andy Goss. Legend has it Andy was a time traveller because he always knew what was about to happen. He'd catch cups as they were dropped, eat his microwave meals just before he got too cold, and also he could smell danger from up to a mile away. Andy Goss has placed his allegiance to us in the form of a Patreon pledge and is joining us in the upcoming war on that great bearded bastard from the North Pole, Santa Claus. If you too want to hole up with us in the HNC offices and prepare for a blood-fueled fight to the death of that jelly-belly deadite known as Santa Claus, go to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and pledge from as little as a dollar a month. There you'll get access to ad-free episodes, bonus exclusive episodes, and also you'll get to punch Santa Claus in the face. So, that's patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Attention all writers and artists, we are having a Christmas contest for everybody in the Facebook group. Joshua Boucher has put up the details, but the gist is there's a flash fiction contest as well as an art contest, and the winners will have their work featured on a bonus Christmas cracker episode coming this, well, Christmas. The contest will run until December the 3rd, so get your submissions in before then over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawk and cleaver. And I'm looking forward to seeing your submissions. Today's episode is Forever 14. Written and narrated by Jasmine Arch. His weight seeps into my bones through layers of stone and the dense loamy earth below the trees that line the riverbank. He comes here when the moon is new, a phantom in the night sky to bask in his victory, 
to bolster his spirit for the coming hunt. He's the reason I'm still here, clinging to the place he brought me, beat me, squeezed my throat until my lungs stopped burning. I was 14, never had a first kiss, a first love. He took that from me, ripped away every one of life's promises, but mine is his last stolen future. I will see to it. I push myself up, sifting through the soil, ready to follow. When he finds his victim, I'll be there, to whisper in their ear and tell them, scream at them, beg them to run. They always do. Who wouldn't when a voice in the dark haunts your steps? The latest victim saunters through a silent street, hands in his pockets, earbuds keeping the world at bay and blocking out my warnings. In the shadows, the hunter leers and I swoop down, a breeze in the night caressing narrow boyish shoulders. Run, I whisper, tickling his ear. He pulls a phone from his pocket and brings the screen to life. Green and blue light plays across his face, illuminating a crooked grin as his fingers flip back and forth across the glass. Fourteen, like me, but in him... Fourteen is a stubborn creature, too grown up to fear the dark. I lift a lock of hair from his face with fingers of smoke, but he shrugs and resumes his walk. Run! My scream echoes, but no one hears. The hunter steps into the street and I will the boy to flee, to hear me. This is all I have left. One thing, and I couldn't get it right. Now we're both stuck here forever 14. The man buries the boy not far from my bones, the earbuds and the phone embedded in the soil beneath cold, unyielding flesh. Earth covers eyes gone blind, smudges white sneakers and pale jeans. He rises, mist against a grey sky, and no one sees but me. His shrill screams pierce the dawn unfurling in the east. Too late. He should have heeded mine. The boy falls silent and turns to me. What's going on? Nothing. Not anymore. Not for us. After the waning of the moon, the man returns, eyes glittering in the dark. He sits cross-legged between us. Do you like your new friend? The boy's shape forms above his decaying body, pale grey and hazy. What's that supposed to mean? Two sets of eyes stare at me. One solid, one translucent. I don't know. My whisper is sucked away into the wind. My eyes burn with the memory of tears. Took me a while to find you a companion, so I hope you like him. The man fidgets, his brow furrowed, deepening the shadows above his eyes even more. I'll try again tonight. Try what? The boy's voice cracks, something he'll never get to outgrow. To take another victim. I step back as the man stares, not through me, but at me. His gaze meets mine. I'm sorry, I just... He averts his face and stares at his hands. You were so delicate, so pure. 
Growing up would have hardened you, ruined you. I turn away, wishing I could run, but no amount of running will get me away from him, from what he did to me. It didn't help when I was his prey, crashing through the woods, legs pumping, breath heaving, pulse pounding. The warmth of his body, of life, vibrates through me as I look up at the stars and the black gap of the new moon. His voice follows me. I did what I had to, to preserve you. I never expected you to be this lonely. Stop, I whisper. His hands can no longer reach me, but I'm still at his mercy. But I'll make it better. I'll find you more friends. A creature as beautiful as you should be surrounded by friends. Stop! The word rips its way through my throat and echoes off the water. Bats fly up from a stand of trees. They hear me, but my murderer doesn't. I'll make sure they run from you. I close my eyes, imagine myself sinking down through stone and muddy soil. If I could, I'd embed myself in my bones again, let my spirit erode as decay gnaws at my remains. But I don't know how. I won't let you rob another child of their future. But try as I might, I'll fail again. Sooner or later, he'll manage to take another. He will never stop. A tingle passes through my hand and I open my eyes. The boy is standing next to me. It's not your fault. He's a monster. I nod. What are we going to do? We can't let this happen. We'll find a way. Behind us, grass rustles as the man rises to the hunt. We turn and follow. He won't kill tonight. The boy meets my gaze and nods, his brows set in a hard line. New moons come and go. Between us, the boy and I manage to keep his victims safe for now. We sit on the riverbank, waiting for the sun to set. There has to be another way, I say. The water ripples. Little waves throw up sparks of reflected light. All those moonless hunts will never stop being my fault. He does this for you. The boy tries to pluck a blade of grass, but his fingers pass through. Maybe you can convince him to stop. He won't listen. I shake my head. It's not what he wants to hear. Then tell him something he will listen to, he says. As the sun sinks out of view and the water of the river turns to ink, the man picks his way among the trees and the mist. He takes his place between our graves, rubbing his hands together as he inclines his head. I'll succeed tonight. I can feel it. He can't, the boy says. Do something. I stare at him over the man's shoulder. Like what? Anything. Talk to him. Ask him to stop. With a nod, I drift closer to the man, make eye contact with him. Please, don't do this. Excited to meet a new friend, my little bird? His smile is gentle hiding the monster lurking behind his eyes. One day, I'll join you, and we'll finally be together. The memory of bile rises in my throat and I gag at the illusion of bitterness. My mind still fools itself into thinking there's a body, clinging to its old form like jellies taken from the mold. The man's eyes peer into mine. What's wrong? I shake my head. Please, stop. I wish I could hear you. 
He tilts his head, narrowing his eyes. I remember your voice, the huskiness that belied your age and that delicious barely there lisp. He looks up, smile slipping. Ah, time to go. Wish me luck? With a grunt, he pushes himself to his feet. We trace his steps through a sleeping town, along a silent canal bordered by asphalt. He hides in the shadows and prepares himself for a long wait. Music throbs in the air, heavy bass rhythms reminding me how it felt to have a pulse of my own. In a field near the canal, a circus tent vibrates with laughter, strobe lights and dancing bodies. It's only a matter of time until the partygoers head home. A girl exits on wobbly legs, climbs onto a bicycle, and rides in our direction. One of the wheels squeaks in an offbeat pattern, punctuated by her panted breaths. The boy and I drift closer to her, whispering our warnings into her ear, but she shakes her head, wild curls flying, and pedals harder. A third grave now borders the river. The girl stares at us as she floats above it. Tension marks her tight shoulders and clenched fists. I'm sorry, I say. Next to me, the boy tilts his head. We tried to warn you. I know, the girl sighs. What are your names? Names are for the living. I've tried to forget mine. The boy shakes his head. Doesn't matter. Not anymore. Nothing does, I say. She closes her eyes and her form evaporates in the mist seeping from the ground. By the new moon, I'm ready. He comes and sits with us before his hunt. I keep a wide smile firmly in place, watching his eyes but averting my gaze every time he looks in my direction. I slowly inch closer and closer until the touch of his leg against mine is a continuous tingle. When my hand hovers over his, he gasps and pulls away from me. Better get started, he says. As we follow, the boy comes alongside me. What are you up to? You'll see, I say. But first things first. Twice he finds prey. Twice we drive them away with whispers of darkness and danger. Muttering under his breath, the man turns away and begins to walk as dawn blooms on the horizon. The boy heads for the river, but pauses when I don't follow. Go, I say as I trail after the man. Still muttering, he passes through a drowsy town. Lights come on inside the bakery and the smell of fresh bread and pastry must be divine. But smells aren't for ghosts. Scent and taste are reduced to watered-down memories. The man sits at a bus stop and I hover above his head, trying to stay out of sight. The bus takes us away, through the little town and into the dingy edges of a city. It stops under a gloomy overpass and the man steps into the street. A little house, paint peeling off the front door, sits waiting. He unlocks the door and walks into a beige room, every item meticulously aligned, every surface gleaming. No one lives here. They might survive, but living seems impossible in a place so sterile so dead. Then again, what do I know about living? All I ever managed to do was attract a predator and die under his hands.
He showers and crawls into a narrow bed. As his eyelids flutter, I drift closer, floating just above his face. I miss you, I whisper. Come to me. I know where he sleeps now. I visit him every night. When he's asleep, he seems to hear me, tossing and turning under his stiff blanket. The new moon comes and he sits with us, watching me as I smile at him and bat eyelashes of smoke. The boy rolls his eyes, but doesn't speak. When the night is half gone, the man hunts, returning empty-handed once more. Another new moon, and he sits cross-legged by the riverbank, watching me. The boy stands behind the man, and I look at him. Let go, I say. It's time. The boy shakes his head. I don't know how. The girl with the curls did it. I smile at him. Can't be that hard. Go on. We have to stay, the boy says, so we can stop him. The man stares at me and I drift closer, making a gesture as if caressing his scruffy cheek while I meet the boy's gaze over his shoulder. It'll all be over soon. It's okay. The boy closes his eyes, sighs, and grows more and more translucent. My little bird, the man says, tilting his head to the side. What are you doing? Sending him away, I raise a hand to his face and caress his cheek, ignoring the tingles that ripple up my arm. I drift backwards, reaching for him. He rises and steps to the water's edge. I don't need him. I need you. With a smile, I let myself sink below the surface. His face ripples with the wavelets as he stares at me. I run a hand through my hair and bite my lip as I hold his gaze. Any minute now, he'll see through my pathetic attempts and walk away. Then, with slow, deliberate steps, he enters the water. As the last bubbles rise from his lips, a phantom hand caresses my cheek, leaving a trail of fire and ice that burrows into me. I try to pull away, an imaginary pulse pounding in my throat, no escaping him this time. Finally together, lovely little bird. His fingers wrap around my throat, pushing me down as his face looms over me, his lips brush mine, burning, burning, burning. His twisted obsession flares, becoming a tangible flame raging behind his eyes and devouring everything I am. <sighs> I shake my head, looking into his eyes as his body sinks to the bottom of the river. He's dead now cold, unyielding flesh and memories, nothing more, nameless like me, forever 33. Fuck you. I close my eyes and give in to the pull of the river, letting the current unravel me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Forever 14 was written and narrated by Jasmine Arch, edited by Carl Hughes with music by Andrew K.N. and Sam Robson, and sound effects provided by zapsplat.com and freesound.org. Jasmine Arch is a poet, writer, narrator, and artist with Chaos for Brains. You can connect with her over at Twitter at at J-A-Y-E underscore Arch. Did I ever tell you about that man known as Andy Goss? Legend has it Andy Goss is a time traveller because he always knew what was about to happen. He'd catch cups as they were dropped, eat his microwave meals just before they got too cold, and he could also smell danger from up to a mile away. 
Andy has pledged his allegiance to us in the form of a Patreon pledge and is joining us in the upcoming war on that great bearded bastard from the North Pole, Santa Claus. If you too want to hold up with us and HNC officers and prepare for a blood-fueled fight to the death of that jelly-bellied deadite known as Santa Claus, go to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and pledge them as little as a dollar a month. Also, attention all writers and artists, we are having a Christmas contest for everybody in the Facebook group. Joshua Boucher has put up the details, but the gist is there is a flash fiction contest as well as an art contest and the winners will have their work featured on a bonus Christmas cracker episode coming this Christmas. So the contest will run until December the 3rd, so get your submissions in before then over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawk and cleaver. I'm looking forward to seeing your submissions. Until next time.